RadioMD. RadioMD.com. Listen, Melanie Cole's Health Radio is on now. Rage can damage human connections. It can harm your health. It can, destructive anger, you know, you people treat it with substance abuse or bulimia, depression, heart disease. It causes stress, which of course raises your cortisol levels, contributes to a whole host of those kind of problems. It can cause car accidents and violence. It, I mean, there's no end to what your anger I sound like I'm anger, but I'm just high energy. My guest today is Dr. Bernard Golden. He's a practicing psychologist for almost 40 years, and he specializes in working with people on anger management issues. So, okay, Dr. Golden, let's just start with, does anger serve a purpose? Anger serves a purpose. It gives us a message. If we take time to, when we feel angry, use it as a signal to turn our attention inward. What are the feelings that we experience before? Behind the anger, I might feel ignored, I might feel discounted, I might feel shame or anxiety. If we take time to look behind the anger, I might recognize expectations that either they're unrealistic or I'm too rigid in holding on to them. So anger gives a message. It also, I say, it serves in a way as self-compassion because if I'm in pain, I can focus on the situation with a person that's contributed to my anger and for moments... For that moment, I'm not experiencing my pain. So in some families, my family, my mother used to scream, ah, but then we were all over it. You know, as a big, huge family, we're like big, fat Greek wedding, you know, big, huge family, lots and lots of kids. And we talk about these things and I get very angry. And my husband grew up in a family of just two children and a quiet little family and nobody yelled Nobody ever got angry. They just went about their business. Two totally different schools of thought. When should we be concerned? Because sometimes he's like, geez, you know. (laughs) Should we be concerned about that ability to yell and then get it off our system, or is that a good thing for us? Uh, I think that uh, people do vary uh, in terms of uh, tolerating it. Families, like you say, come from different backgrounds. Uh, On the other hand, uh, I think it's helpful to identify what are the things behind the anger talk about those rather than acting on or reacting to it. And if you can identify uh, what is it you're really concerned about. Uh, Often we do fall into that habit, again, based on some family heritage background experiences that make us more prone to that kind of a dialogue. And that ends up feeling familiar. That ends up feeling familial. (laughs) Like it it, is. It's a part of our history. So it depends on the person whether that yelling and getting your anger out because you're looking at the root of the anger and what's really causing your anger in the first place. So what do you want people to do when they're feeling this boiling rage at their family members, at people that they love? Because we'll talk about road rage and stuff with people you don't know and what's going on in the public today, the anger that, because we're all feeling this, Dr. Golden, we're all feeling this sense of anger and stress and anxiety and insecurity. We'll talk about that after. But what about when it's someone you love and you're just feeling so angry? What do you do with that anger? Well, with a loved one, I emphasize learning as many strategies as you can first to calm yourself. And so focus on deep breathing, inhaling, and again, that's just one step and it's the first step. Focus then on calming your own body, and that takes practice long before you're facing a triggering event. So body scan exercises, muscle relaxation, so that you can evoke that when you're escalating. And again, like I said, it takes practice. The other is turning the attention inward to be aware of what you're experiencing, those feelings or thoughts 
what key desire do you feel is threatened? At the same time, if your partner is angry, try to look beyond it. That If they're angry, they're not feeling safe. They're feeling threatened in some way. So invite them to, for example, you may want to say, I can tell you're angry. Maybe you're feeling ignored or discounted. That, that wasn't my intention. Could we talk about that? So you're really helping them focus more on the pain behind their anger. Uh, if you're in a house, I say don't yell and scream across rooms. It's easier to target and demonize someone when you're not looking in their eyes. So if you're talking to them, get in the same room. Uh, invite them to sit down in the most comfortable chair or couch as another way of physically creating some calmness. So those are some strategies. I- those are good. Now, do you think that suppressing anger and and holding that in builds up and really does cause some of the things, because we've heard, oh, causes a stroke if you do that. Is that just a myth? No, very much so. That if we suppress anger, we defer, we, we minimize our, our reactions. First is to look at in ourselves to see what is it I'm wanting and needing, but the more we suppress it, it will, take, uh, it, it will express itself either in physical symptoms or uh, it, it becomes cumulative, and so you blow up at some event, with an intense rage that doesn't isn't warranted by the actual event. So it's, and very often, intense anger is not just about the current event. It's a backlog of other situations where you may have felt that same sense of threat. So, Dr. Golden, because this show is my therapy most of the time, and I've got you on here, you've given us some great advice about dealing with loved ones and about not suppressing and about whether, you know, the anger is helpful or not. But what about when you feel anger and anxiety about things that are going on that you can't necessarily control? I mean, if you don't like what's going on politically, you can vote, but you can't always get directly involved with some of the things that are happening. What do we do with that anger? Because we can't look someone in the eye and deal with that. And what do you do with that sense of of anger at the system and what's happening today. Right. In many ways, the same approach is to really identify as specific as you can. What are your expectations regarding your anger? Uh, Are your expectations realistic or are they really hopes and wishes, more emotionally driven? Uh, Anger is very much about feeling threatened, feeling uh, some inner pain, and naturally our reaction is to try to control the situation. And sometimes we can't change the situation, can't control our environment. And at that point, I say we have to mourn and grieve some of our expectations while at the same time finding areas that we can exert some control, whether it's uh, minimizing the exposure to news, whether it's donating to, to the different uh, causes, whether it is being an activist, writing a letter to the editors of different um, magazines or newspapers, so you feel you are doing something. That's good advice, and, and I found myself being so angry at things that I read that I had to stop reading them. Because it's like, you know, right. sometimes you just have to sort of put it aside. And now, what is the relationship of the boy code to destroy? What is the boy code? Uh David Pollack, a psychologist at Harvard, wrote this book years ago, and it was called Real Men. And the premise being that boys grow up with a certain code, the message being you shouldn't experience anxiety, uh, self-doubt, or anger. And so with that message, that only encourages internalizing feelings. And when you internalize those kinds of feelings, especially 
you then become uh, angry to experience them. You become judgmental once they arise, which creates an inner tension and makes the person more likely to be angry. Wow, that is interesting and in how men and women deal with anger differently. We just have about 30 seconds left. Your best advice on dealing with our anger. The challenge is to realize it's a complex issue that takes practice and rehearsal and time, taking time to really understand what's the message my anger is giving me. So it's directing the attention inward to identify, especially the hurt behind it and the expectations you might have. Wow, so important. So we can do our deep breathing and take care of the ones that you love and, and look them in the aisle and in the eye and deal with frustration tolerance and the quest to change your destructive habits and learn better ways to manage that anger. And if it's something that you can't control, we'll find other ways to get involved and do something that you can control that might minimize some of your anger. It's really, really great advice. And you can see more about Dr. Golden at angermanagementeducation.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening to Radio MD and stay well.